there are men who would have stopped making podcast episodes when they realized there's no money in it. There are men who never would have thought there might be money in it, and they would be right. And then there's Doug Bost and Adam Bernstein, two men who should have better things to do, but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. With special grown-ass guests you won't even believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Grown-Ass Men. Another uh, amazing episode of Grown-Ass Men. Can I point out, Adam? Yes. What number episode is this? Unbelievably, yes. this is <laughs> episode 100. Incredible. We've been but doing this for eight years, I think. Yes. And it's the greatest uh, comic book podcast in the universe. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. And we're just, everyone is just psyched that we're doing uh, episode 100. And we have the most incredible guest today. I cannot Ugh. believe what we have got together it's for everybody today. It's unreal. Just like anytime you pick up like issue 100 of an of a comic, issue 100 of Fantastic Four, issue 100 of Spider-Man, they go all out. And totally. they, they do something special for that issue. Well, we have the most special guests of all time. We didn't think we would get these two it gentlemen. It took a lot of work, actually. It it's did. It's been months. It, a lot of wrangling. And we <laughs> uh, were very lucky and very happy, honored uh, to have them here. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. <laughs> Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here on episode 100. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Jack Kirby. Uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know Stanley was going to be here. Hi, Stanley. Uh, hi, Jack. Jack, it's, it's really nice to hear your voice. How are you, my dear, dear friend? It's really nice to hear your voice. Jack, I'm so sorry. I really thought that we told you that Stan was going to be on. Hi, Listen, I can always leave if you want me to go. I'm oh, not, no, I don't no, have no, to it, be here. No, that's all right. That, that, it's, it's okay. I, it's, it's fine. <laughs> well, two amazing legends to have you both here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Let me let me ask you, how long has it been since you, uh, you two have, have spoken? But first, we got to give you some background. There's so much to say. About Jack and Stan and their superhero caravan. They're the Big Bang. They're the Big Bang. They're the Big Bang of the Marvel Universe. And so. When you come from New York, the mission's clear, you just can't stop. We'll take the show straight to the top, with a big bang. But egos start to clang, these friends no longer hang in the Marvel Universe. Well, it hasn't been that long. I mean, we don't talk very often, but, you know. No, we don't. 
Maybe I'm dreaming it, but uh, we, uh, I believe we, you know, we talk every so often. We catch up from time to time. You know, I, I was going to ask, you know, how's uh, how's Roz doing, Jack? Is everybody OK over there? Roz is doing fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, everybody's doing fine. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, it's been a long time. It's been a very, very long time. Indeed. Indeed it has. But, that, you know, you're always on my mind. I mean, you're always you're always right there uh, in the front of my brain, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, Joan was actually asking about you just the other day. And I'm glad she's not here right now, because, uh, first of all, she'd kill me for, for for eating this corned beef sandwich that I'm eating right now. You're only <laughs> interrupting lunch. But uh, at the same time, she'd kill me because uh, I didn't uh, get her on to say hi to you. I know she loves you. She misses you. She misses Roz. And uh, I wish we we could all be together right now. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, you know, give her my best. Uh, give her, give her, give her my best. Yeah. Now, what do you guys want to know? I mean, uh, I do have a corned beef sandwich waiting. <laughs> well, you know, we've had so many great people on our podcast, people that you all both taught, mentored, hired for Marvel, but you guys are the architects. So you made it all happen. And everybody tries to talk about like what the magic was between the two of you and tries to explain how that happened. But the crown jewel of what you two created together was the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Would, sure. Would you yeah. talk a little bit about the Fantastic Four and and, and about the Silver Surfer? And, I and would love to. I think the uh, Fantastic Four, obviously the crowning achievement. The thing about working with you jack is you're just the master of creating characters that come alive on the page and uh, i think the combination of uh, of of your uh, the specific type of art form the one that you crafted and mastered along with my words it it's greater than the sum of its parts and i think that's what made the fantastic four so great what a unique opportunity it was to put those four characters together especially the silver surfer actually well, thanks, Stanley. That's I uh, appreciate that a lot. Uh, a little uh, again, I, I, I wasn't expecting uh, uh, Stanley to be here, but uh, I, I don't know if we want to focus on uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a touchy subject. Ah, um, touchy but- subject. You can say whatever you like. Honestly, we both have different memories of things. Things change in the brain, of course. But I think my memory is pretty good. But I'm not afraid <laughs> of talking about any of this. I love, I love Jack. I've always loved you. You know this, so it's all water under the bridge, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, Stanley, you got to admit, uh, I mean, what in that book you wrote about uh, what the origins of Marvel? You're, I mean, yes. uh, you took a few liberties there. Well, <laughs> liberties. I wouldn't uh, liberties, maybe one way to put it. I'm a storyteller, of course, I'm going to come up with the best possible story. In this case, it happens to be true, but it's a good story nonetheless, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but Stanley, uh, again, this is a se- I think we should talk about something else, but just to get it out of my system. You know, <laughs> I created the Silver Surfer. I gave you the Silver Surfer. Well, that was well, my uh, that was my creation. And, I listen. Uh, I kind of took it and went went off with it. 
Well, I never I never said you didn't write it. I give you total credit. You sure did. You did say Well, I don't know if I fully I'll say it here and I'll say it now. You came up with the idea, but I'm the one who made him sing. If I created it, it was my creation. You you, you gave it over to Johnny. Well, you know, Johnny. Johnny uh, It's it's just I think. Can we talk about something else? It's a little bit of a touchy subject. I mean, that parody. it's, It's true, Stan, that you gave issue one to John Buscema. And like, well, you know, and then you gave him that parody thing, the silver burper. Yeah, the- it's very embarrassing, <laughs> very embarrassing, Stanley, to do that. Do you, do you know how how many people re- wanted to read the silver burper? Listen, I'm a I'm a PR guy as much as anything else. I know how to get people to buy the magazines, how to get them to read the comic books. That's what I do. It's what I've always been good at. You have your skills. I will take nothing away from you. Your talents are immeasurable and one of a kind as far as I'm concerned. Stanley, you're the spokesman for Marvel, Stanley. It was your your job to take away credits from me. On listen, so many projects. So let's not talk, you know, nonsense. Jack, listen, you know the truth of the matter is that before I came along in Marvel, no one got credit for anything specific, not the writers, not the artists. I was the one who created the credits box. I was the one who called you the king, Jack the king. No one would know who Jack the king was if it wasn't for me. So there's got to be some credit given to me there for helping get your name out into the world and everybody could see what a fantastic artist you were by name not just by your art i know that's one of your one of your pieces uh of your narrative uh stanley but uh, actually it was joe simon who first really pushed uh, uh us having our names kirby and simon uh getting credit it's it's one one of many things that uh, gets me a little irritated is is you can be a storyteller i'm a storyteller i love storytelling but you can't be a fabricator okay look no one's taking anything away from you or simon the two of you together kirby and simon were unstoppable in so many ways but but Nobody knew who you were. If it weren't for me, you would be Jack Kirby, not Jack the King Kirby. I'm the one who called you the king. I'm the one who got everybody else to call you the king. <laughs> In fact, I'm the one who crowned you, you know? <laughs> All right, listen, you, you, you know that's an insult because that was over at Fox. Fox would go, Victor, constantly going around saying, I'm the king. And I know deep down that was just a little nudge you did to me. Uh, and nudge, and I'm tired. Let me finish. Let me finish. All and right, I'm tired right. of you putting this in my well. face like you're the one who made me a king. Like you're behind the scenes, some sort of puppet master, and you're the one who's creating and doing everything. And that's the problem. That's the problem you've always had. I and, you don't know. I stated my piece. I'll you're, let it go. Just that, calm that, down. Let's move on. Whatever you Thank say. You. Whatever you say. I'm really sorry to uh. get onto a topic that was this uh, heightened. Thank you so much for talking to us. And I, I just don't want to. Let's we'll, let's find something else to to talk about for a minute. Sounds like a great idea. Speaking of the past. Can you like talk a little bit about when you guys met? It was way before the Fantastic Four, I think. Oh my God! Uh, why don't you take this one, Jack? You, you, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm th- always the one who starts. Why don't you? Why don't you start this one? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, over timely, uh, uh, Martin Goodman. Basically, the whole staff was were relatives. Basically, 
everyone from the accountants to the I mean everybody was staff on the staff was uh, was relatives and uh, constantly new people would come in so this uh, this pimply little nerdy intern comes in named, uh, <laughs> named Stanley <laughs> Stanley he comes in and uh, I guess he was a good enough kid a little bit of a nuisance he kind of bothered me a lot but uh, uh, he you know he did the errands he was a gopher he, he was a production assistant as we say nowadays and he you know he would help out a little bit with the inking help out a little bit with with other things but mostly he went and got coffee and donuts basically but the most annoying thing that happened is i'd be trying to work just concentrate and focus and this little nudge oh no no you're not yes we'll be playing this what was it called the ocarina or something and he can't play he can't play for his life that's not true well at the time i was very young but i thought i was very good that's for sure right well, you're terrible. And anyway, it doesn't matter. No one wants to be hearing while you're trying to write, you know, draw Captain America. It was very off-putting. But anyway, but anyway, yeah, yeah. again, you know, when, when get- I met Miles Davis, I, I, I told him, I said, Miles, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to take your job, but I do play a mean ocarina. <laughs> and anyway, not to get into another sensitive subject, but... Uh, as we all know, it, it, it's, it's, these were difficult times. And, and Joe, Joe Simon and I, you know, we were working a lot of angles and we were trying to keep that away from from Martin finding out about it. That was always the issue. And yeah. so on the lunch hours, we went off to work on stuff for 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 for, for DC and others. Yeah. And uh, 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 we were trying to keep it from this little nudgy intern who kept popping up and he kept up. <laughs> where are you going? What do you do? Where are you going? Just well, leave us alone. Eventually, I loved you guys. What can I yeah. say? I loved what you did. I wanted to be you. Yeah, yeah. Let me just get to the point. So he, he, we finally let him in. We for, and he, for no pay, and he helped us doing intern crap while we were on our lunch hour working on these other gigs. Well, guess who found out that we were moonlighting, and who told him? <laughs> oh, no, you that sniveling never, I, little. I, and that's I, how we met. That's little, never been true. That's never been proven. Oh, and please, it's never you, been, you, you can't adjudicate it. that in the oh, court of God's law. Sake. Just admit it for once. No, no Look, one. You were the only one who knew. All I can tell you is when they left, they I got to be in charge. Of that's how we met. Those are the circumstances. The nuisance ocarina player. That's well, I got to tell you, I, I know you like to, the, to tell that story, but the truth is the ocarina I will cop to. That is absolutely the case. That was a, that was my we couldn't afford a, a harmonica, never mind a sound saxophone or a trumpet my head you know the ocarina was the best we could do at my house but i'll tell you this much when i got the opportunity to work uh, with, uh, with with joe with uh, and with jack it was uh it was a dream come true and and being around the two of you guys was really the most important part of my entire life and and it influenced everything i did thereafter so of course why would i ever you know, report to Martin on YouTube when I uh, I wanted you guys to be there. You were my mentors. I loved being. I wanted to work with you, not uh, for a rival company. Why would I do that? I don't care what you do with your free time. But I can tell you this much. The two of you guys who are doing this uh, this podcast, I can tell you two this much. Working and watching early on, working with with Jack Kirby, truly 
truly the pivotal moment of my career. That man taught me everything I needed to know about action in comics, how to make things work. Forget words. That's how you make action in comics. That man's drawing. What a specific, what a unique style. There is, and I hate to say it, he is the king. I've always known Oh, it. back to this again. Anyway, I do remember also what Stanley was mostly concerned with was uh, was writing. I know they had that, what, that two-page filler that we had to do in the comics to get uh, yeah. what the, the, the postage, the second-class postage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you got your start uh, writing. I think you wrote a exactly. yeah, well, I was writing comics. everything that needed to be written. But that, that was always your that. focus. I didn't see you particularly interested in what uh, 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 Joe and I were doing. But uh, oh, are you kidding? Compliment anyway. I loved storytelling. I've always loved storytelling. I loved reading stories, writing stories. I would do anything I could to get my hands on stories. Comic books, loved comics, loved what you guys were doing. I was going to say, it's so clear why you guys decided to work together on everything. (laughs) What is that supposed to be? Because of our dashing good looks? Uh, Gentlemen, I have a question for you. I've, I've dying for years to ask this so my favorite uh character in marvel comics is actually spider-man and i love spider-man i love the and you too created him and yet steve ditko actually did the art except for the cover of um amazing fantasy 15 right yeah, sure. I mean, Steve, um, um, he actually started out as uh, an inker with uh, with uh, with Joe and I uh, at Simon and Kirby. Yeah. And uh, very, very, very talented artist. But when we were at uh, at Timely at Atlas, you know, pre-Marvel and uh, I was coming in with ideas, you know, every week. And we had this old, old silver spider idea that I had from way back when. I think that's what it was called. And uh, Stanley, Stanley said, "Let's go with it." And uh, I came up uh, with, with with some panels and uh, brought them to him. And he he seemed to be uh, very interested in it. The and problem uh, with the problem with the panels that uh, that uh, that you brought me, Jack. And I know we've talked about this. But uh, the problem with the panels was it looked like every other uh, superhero. You know, he was big and bulky and strong. And the whole point of this whole thing, this kid, this Spider-Man, was that he was some teenager. He didn't have special powers. He he, he was he. It was about him being a teenager and how hard it was. So I needed him to be scrawnier. I needed a different hand. You your hand is so muscular in how you do things, and it just needed a different touch. I thought, and I know you agreed to a certain extent. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, again, another touchy subject, but we're really talking about Steve because I know he passed recently and uh, I really want to uh, focus on uh, just appreciation of how how, uh, just just a brilliant artist, a professional and uh, just a wonderful artist and and he took uh, uh, uh what i brought in and uh, and he went with it uh, with your with your help stanley yeah. of course with your yes. you know you, you you your your brilliant inspiration and uh i you know i i worked on the the costume and i worked on the covers and uh, uh i believe i was uh, important in the original input of that but uh, you and uh, uh steve uh, took took off with that. If I recall, Steve was uh, instrumental on so many. I mean, Iron Man, he Iron was, Man, right? He did the so costume many things. of Iron Man. You Just know, it's, brilliant artist. You know, obviously, it, it was a very, they were both very important uh, comics of their time. And years later, of course, with all the Marvel movies, starting with Iron Man, and then with all these characters became so important 
to the culture, especially to young people, but older people too. And it's just a it's just a shame that before he passed, Steve really couldn't appreciate the effect he had, the positive effect he had on the culture today. And I and I really wish he had been able to uh, recognize that. I know he had his own demons and he had his own choices he made and his own philosophy. But uh, from in my mind, he was uh, so instrumental in the culture of today being what it is. No, I got to agree with that. I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent sure how much uh, Steve uh, didn't didn't know because he was a thinker. He was a smart he was a smart cookie. He was an inspirational artist. I, I got to agree with you, Stan. And and you helped uh, bring bring all that uh, to uh, to fruition, I believe. Can I, I ask? Mean, go ahead. I was just going to ask, I'm sorry, Adam. I was just going to ask, what was it like when you left Marvel and went over to DC? Because uh, Stan, you never left Marvel, but uh, Jack, you did. You you left Marvel and went over to DC and then came back eventually. Yeah, well, we were always, as artists, we were always, you know, searching for gigs in, in different places. And, and it's true. Uh, DC, you know, just like Marvel, it, it, it had its ups and downs. I mean, um, uh, DC is tough because of, you know, the liberties, the liberties they took with, with Superman, for instance. I mean, that was, that was just to interrupt you for a second here to just tell these gentlemen what a shame it was, how, what a horrible thing they did to you, Jack. I mean, you, you deserved a lot better treatment from them than they gave you. I just want to say that. So everybody's aware. I appreciate that, Stanley. That uh, I mean, you were you were supportive of me at that time too. I believe you you, yeah, because it was they went a little too far with that. I mean, they were just kind of changing the the they changed my artwork in a way that was didn't tell me about it. It, it was it was a bad time. So I appreciate your support, yes, Stanley. Well, I really appreciate course, it. Of course, of course. You know, I I am such a fan of your work and I'm, and of you and your family. And uh, you know, I I think that you deserve a lot more respect. It, if I look back on uh, our time together and and what I've seen you do with with me and without me, I think um, if I have one regret, it's that you you never really fully got the credit you deserve for the things that you did in the, in the fullest extent of what that meant. Yeah, well, you were always a professional, Stanley. I mean, you 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 did the job, and 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 uh, and we we did the job together. And uh, uh, not to get into any of the other stuff, I I also respect and appreciate you and what you did for me. And I have no regrets. I I, I we did the work. We did the work. Wow! Look at that. You think uh, I should get me, down on a knee and uh, propose at this point? <laughs> let me just sneak in here and remind all the listeners, even though I'm sure they all know this, some of the characters that you guys created together, besides the Fantastic Four, who all individually are amazing characters, but you have the Hulk, you have the X-Men, you have Thor, you have Iron Man, you have Black Panther, you have Ant-Man, you have great villains, you have Magneto, you have Galactus. Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom. You have the Inhumans. I mean, just you two. (laughs) Just the two of you creating all that. When you think back, uh, it's quite a library of, uh, of magnificence. Uh, all these different characters uh, we we uh, we came up with uh, together, together. And Stan, you have really been uh, you've become very well known to everybody in all the Marvel movies. They see you. They see you making the cameos. 
Do you enjoy doing those? Well, do I enjoy doing those? I mean, oh, he enjoys it. Surrounded by attention and all the people rushing up to me, it can be a real drag. Let me tell you. Of course, I. Of course, I love it. It, I'm I'm better than Hitchcock at this point. I show up everywhere and I get to meet the most amazing people, the stars of the movies, and and didn't you meet Fellini at one time? I met Fellini. You met Fellini. Oh my God. I met. I met George Clooney. I met George Clooney. I've I've met uh, two presidents in my time at, uh, that I can remember. There are probably more and their wives. And the, here's the thing. They remember me. I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> you know, I create these characters, but my face isn't out there until I was doing these movies and everybody knows what I look like. And it's uh uh, you know, I, I have to say, I, I do enjoy the attention, but not for me. It's really for the comics themselves. It makes it makes me feel good that everybody remembers these characters and that those are they were important to them, that it touched them. So if I'm the face of that, if I'm the face of their enjoyment and the face of Marvel and 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 standing in for people like like Jack, then for that, that makes me happy. Then that's that's the most important thing. Hey, if you don't mind, you guys, could I uh, jump in here? I, I know you guys are the uh, the interviewers, but uh, I have a question. Would you mind if I uh, if I jump in for a moment? Please, Jack, what is your favorite? You know what? Forget me. Whether we did it together or we did it separately, what is the favorite your favorite piece of work that you did? Oh, that's 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 very hard to say, Stanley. Um, so many wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, so many wonderful uh, uh, characters. Uh, I mean, ultimately, closest to my heart would be would be New Gods. Th- that personally was was like my baby, you know. And uh, I really feel that that you know these were gods, superheroes, whatever. But ultimately, they were human. This was telling a human story underneath. And here we have this what probably the greatest villain ever created, Darkseid, right? And he's trying to control the world. He's trying to control people's minds. And the one person he can't control is 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 his son. You know, it's just a very human story in this elaborate universe. And and uh, ultimately, you know, I was heartbroken when it when it when it was eventually canceled. But that was really my my most uh, favorite work. But all of them were wonderful, going all the way back. I mean, I loved. I love them all because they all rep- represented <clears throat> a facet of myself. But uh, I mean, what 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 was your? I mean, what what, I, what did you? Like? You should say I have the same experience, actually, Jack. It depends on when I was doing the characters. Everyone felt like a baby. It felt like a part of me at that time. What I was going through. But I have to say, if I had to, if I had to pick one or one comic that I think really represented my favorite moment in my life and i i'm gonna have to say it was x-men and, and i'll tell you why because these were people they were born this way they didn't have special powers they weren't gods they weren't monsters they just were themselves they were human beings that were a little bit different and i think all of us can relate to the idea of being a little bit different i know i am well, it's it, Tony will it, tell you that i am it's interesting you say. I mean, the way I saw it. I mean, that's interesting you say that. I mean, uh, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. But the the way I saw is that feeling you just stated is is really the feeling I even had with with all these characters. The villains, Doctor Doom, is a perfectionist, and we we, we can all relate to these characters as facets of being human. 
of being human. Like right now, what what if you came up with a character right now, like like Star? Like what would be the premise of of the most outlandish character you could think <laughs> at, of? At my age, I think it would it would be a urologist. Um, to be honest, <laughs> a urologist god, a, a, a god. I could urologist. use a god urologist right now. <laughs> Not to be too too personal, but uh, uh, you know, but there is something about somebody who's healing, somebody who uh, who like a doctor, a doctor, a doctor uh, of some, of some kind. kind, a doctor, can, God, superhero, some doctor right? that could heal, you know, that could heal the, the world. The world is going to such. Well, a what if he's an alien? Moment. What if he's an alien? But we take a place like in the Wild West, though. People don't know. Sure. Right. It, that he's an like, alien. He has these powers to heal. But he's an alien and he's a, he comes here and he's he doesn't know it's his mission. He was outcast from his society and he comes right. to ours and sees the potential that each of us have inside every one of us to make this world a better place. And it's his job to fight the forces that keep us from doing that internally and externally. I mean, I could see that as a, uh, I don't know what his power is though. He's got to have some sort of. What if he has like a, a, like you're with your ocarina, like a musical power. He's like a (laughs) troubadour in the wild west. We'll call him Dr. Ock. And he'll Dr. be the Ocarina. doctor of the Ocarina. Doctor Doc, Ocarina. That's what he'll be. He plays music Brilliant. and heals. I I think we got to start this. <laughs> I, you know, I've got an in at some very important studios right now. So <laughs> I know you do. We have the beginnings. <laughs> I think we're on to something. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. I, I just got to say thank you so much, both of you. Thank you, Stan and Jack, for, for coming to being on the Grown-Ass Men podcast. I mean, taking your time out of your busy days and th- wow. what an idea to if i mean dr octorina yeah this is top-notch stuff you guys still got it we have to tell you i have to say and i think i can speak on behalf of both of us here jack you'll pardon me but uh thank you very much 100 episodes may there be a thousand more you guys are wonderful it's very wonderful. very nice of you to say thank you thank you so much you uh we're just huge fans of yours and uh, we hope that you'll come back sometime. Come back and talk to us again. Sure, anytime. Will, but not if Jack's there. No, I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you both. And you're both honorary grown-ass men now. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thanks to Stanley and Jack Kirby for being with us today. And while we're at it, special thanks to the great Jason Kravitz and the equally great Steve Rattazzi. Excelsior. Grown-ass men.